What's going on, Vancouver? Welcome to the Vancouver Fitness Podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about the five ways to see better results. And if you don't know me, my name is Yoshko, and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner of Kraken Training. It's a gym in Burnaby, and uh, yeah, we've uh, helped a thousand people across Burnaby see amazing results. And I'm sitting here with my co-host, Brandon. Who is a strength and conditioning coach, jujitsu black belt, and the co-owner of Kraken Fitness. So welcome to the podcast. I just wanted to throw this out there that we're actually sitting here Sunday morning at 7 a.m. So that's how important the Vancouver Fitness Podcast is to us. We're not just uh, doing this like on a whim or something. This is a planned episode to deliver you value at 7 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday. You're probably sleeping at this time. Every weekend, right after the UFC, you get hyped up right before you go to bed and then you're like, all right, got to go to bed. I got to do a podcast in the morning to give it back to you guys. So we had a little bit of caffeine, we uh, took a little bit of ashwagandha, took a little bit of lion's mane. Which is hitting right now. (laughs) I feel my universe expanding. (laughs) Yeah, I got to mushroom it out for this episode. But yeah, anyway, so the five ways to see better results. Um, So number one, the first way to see better results is definitely going to be less is more. I think people put way too much emphasis on doing more, like adding intermittent fasting, adding new fancy exercises, doing mobility exercise for an hour, all the things that we talked about before inside this podcast, like what you're going to find is that the less time you spend, the fewer exercises you choose, the fewer dieting restrictions and shit like that that you do, the better results you're going to see. On top of that, like I just see so much complexity and the need for complexity, thinking that it's going to give more benefit. But in reality, the simple tried and true methods that we have in fitness have been there for a reason. They've been there for centuries. And those are the ones that are going to give you the lowest hanging fruit on the tree. So by that, I mean, you know, if you're going to think about exercise selection, just basic pulls, presses, hinges, and squats always give you the greatest benefit out of your workout. Now you'll see people on social media do these crazy like jumping, change of directions, variations, adding rotation to everything. But for the for the most part, most athletes, most people will get so much more benefit, like 70 to 80% more benefit out of like the big compound exercises that we already do without adding all this extra stuff at the end. Yeah. So if you were to ask uh, Arnold, like what kind of pec variation he does he'd probably just say like pec fly and that's pretty much it like that's that's the only pec exercise that he does maybe a few variations of it just because he is a bodybuilder however he's most likely uh not doing like upper chest like incline barbell press and then flat and then decline and then pec fly and then like seven different pec fly variations although that's what you see when you go into like a big box gym like Good Life or something. Like you'll you'll see like guys doing like insane chest workouts for like two hours. You'd be like, dude, are you done with the flies yet? He's like, no, I got another 25 minutes on here. <laughs> yeah. I hit the lower fibers of my pack. Yeah. And then uh, he's probably going to go home and just like eat whatever. And then like <laughs> the, the, there's no results yeah. at all. But you like spend all this time, all this energy on such a small portion of like, just for example, your pecs. Right. He's like, I'm trying to develop the lower cusp of my chest. Right. And he'll spend like 20 minutes on that when he could have spent like 20 minutes on like the bench press. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Totally. It just becomes redundant at, at a certain point. Yeah, for sure. 
And then it, that if you're if you're spending that much time and emphasis on like exercise, and then you're taking away from other parts of fitness, you're going to be lacking results because of those other things. Like, for example, like, if uh, just uh, like throwing this out there, like, let's say you spend like maybe two, two, three hours in the gym, it cuts out from your meal prep time, and then you don't have time meal prep. So therefore, you don't eat that well. And then now you're not seeing less results. And then now you're all that effort inside the gym is just not worth it. Yeah, like everyone has the same 24 hours in the day. So like, make use of that time. The more efficient you are by taking the lowest hanging fruit, like the thing that's going to give you the greatest benefit in the smallest amount of time is probably like if I offered it to someone like that, it would probably be the most appealing thing. But everyone wants to do the fancy things, right? Everyone has the shiny object syndrome. Um, But bringing it back to like nutrition, people think that if they need to add things to their diet to make them better, Right? Mm-hmm. They're like, I need to add these like supplements. I need to add whatever it is to their diet to make them lose weight. But if you like take certain things away, that's going to be more beneficial for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like stop doing more shit instead of adding things in. Yeah, totally makes total sense. Even like a, if you look at it as a perspective of like adding in certain modalities, like for example, like adding in like intermittent fasting or adding in keto keto or something like that, when you should just be like focusing on, you know, just a regular whole foods diet and just that's it. Which takes a lot of like the processed stuff out of your diet, right? Yeah. And see how you feel first. Yeah. And I bet like you'd feel 100% better off of that first. And then you don't have to go to these extreme ends first. Mm-hmm. But uh, this actually kind of leads into the next point, which is um, knowing that it will take a long time. So uh, I think a lot of people, they think that uh, they're going to be able to achieve their goals like within like a certain amount of months or anything like that or something like that. But they have to understand that this process potentially might take you like years for you to like get to where you want to be. And uh yeah, like for example, for jujitsu, I think a big reason why people quit in the first like two to three weeks, I would say, like most people I think last like maybe like two to four weeks. And I think they, they realize they're like, holy crap, I suck so bad. I'm getting choked out by like people half my size. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like scrambling and like everything hurts every single time. And uh, people are just like, just beating me up because <laughs> it's like the new kid in class. We're just going to mess him up. And uh, I think like after two to three weeks, uh, you begin to see like just like how far away you are from where, you know, you think you're starting this new thing. I'm going to do so well. And you have like all this energy. And then all of a sudden, like life slaps you in the face. And they're like, no, you're like, it's going to take you a couple years, maybe to even just move up in a belt. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with working out and doing fitness in the gym. Like there's a certain like learning curve to it. So at the beginning, you're getting like these noob gains, right? You're learning so many things. It's really fun. Like everything is so new to you. And so the leaps in progress that you make at the beginning are exponential. They're huge. And then it gets to a certain point where you're chasing inches and you're chasing small increments in progress. And for that slowed rate of learning for some people is very discouraging. Mm -hmm. But actually, those small little progresses that you make are the ones that actually stay longer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's somebody who, of course, like loses the weight like really, really fast. It's almost guaranteed that they're going to gain it back versus somebody who lost the weight like over a span of years. Yeah, it's very unlikely that they're going to 
gain that weight back. Yeah. So if you chase the small little increments like over a long time and you know that that journey is going to take a lot longer than what you originally anticipated, that's when you're probably going to get more success. I think this kind of leads into the net, one of these next points here. Respect the never ending process. Mm. So I think a, a lot of people, they join um, whatever kind of uh, fitness or whatever they're trying to do. And they're like thinking that, oh, in six months, I'm going to lose like two pounds a week. So then I'm going to be at this weight. And then like, I'm going to be done like six months. But when you join any kind of like fitness program or anything, you should understand that this is a lifelong commitment, like that you're you're deciding to work out now, like you're deciding that you are going to identify with somebody that works out. And it's not like you can just stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because most people will get to their intended goal in like that timeline. So for instance, if they're going to do a nutrition program for three months, and they get to the end of the three months, and they're like, Oh, I'm not quite what I wanted to achieve. Like, even though they hit their goal, they're like, they look at their body and they're like, ah, I can actually go further with this. Mm -hmm. So but since you put that like time restriction on, now you're done. Now you don't have to do it anymore. You told yourself three months. Yeah. I just think it's easier for people to jump on initially to be like, ah, I have like a finish line. Yeah. Yeah. But if you realize that when you get to the finish line, that the finish line is never ending and it's like, it's way further ahead and you can achieve way more. Like, that's what you really need to do. Yeah, I uh, I really like the uh, idea of not having a finish line. Like it, it kind of it, it makes me more motivated in a way like that. I know that there is no end. Like when you okay, so when you became a black belt, when I look at that, that's like, to me, that's like the finish line, you know, like, there's nowhere else to go after that. So what are you what kind of like thoughts are you battling within your head after becoming a black belt? As cliche as it is, like you'll see black belt say this all the time. It's like when I became a black belt, I just started learning jujitsu. <laughs> no way. And it's kind of it's, it's kind of true because you're that sounds so lame. It is lame. <laughs> it is lame. It is lame. It's like one of those like idioms. There's like you'll see it like in quotations like from Bruce Lee or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not actually. But like they like to still model themselves after like that. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of true in a, in a way because. You get there and people think that's the end, uh, the finish line. And you're like, okay, what's next? And you're like, well, I just got to get better now. I got to get better so I don't get choked out by the purple belts and blue belts in my class. Mm. Right? You, you still have like such a big goal ahead of you because you have something bigger to live up to now. Yeah, that's actually a cool way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I can see that because then other people are now like easily catching up towards you. you if you decide that you reach the finish line, yeah. now it's done. But is there a certain point in jujitsu where you can't really get better? Do you think? No. Yeah. Okay. I think there's so, yeah, you can like... always get better because when you're getting older and maybe you're not as athletic anymore, you have to adapt your game to your physicality. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn how to change your game. So if your game was once very uh, explosive based or very like athletic based where you're using a lot of fast quick movements like you're not going to have that forever mm -hmm. so you need to learn how to control people in some kind of way so to kind of relate it back to fitness um you're you're also going to be like forever working on something different in fitness and i 100 percent agree with that and uh i think a huge thing for me too was like um finding like because before it was really easy to be able to incorporate uh fitness and uh like workout and like nutrition and all that stuff when i didn't have kids when i didn't have a business when like all of that stuff right it was a lot easier to do it 
And then it gets harder to do it as you kind of add these things into your life to make your life more enjoyable. But then you have to take away from fitness. So it's like trying to find that balance is a part of the game as well, I find. So it's like, uh, yeah, you know what I mean, right? Like, it's yeah. A, yeah, that's part of the process is like, now it's like, okay, so now you've built the body, like now try to incorporate it while having kids. And then now it becomes even more of a challenge. You yeah, see what I mean? but for some people, like, okay, when I achieve my black belt, like my perspectives kind of change, right? And I would assume it's the same thing when you have kids. So now your workouts are like, okay, I need to really be healthy. So I'm around for my kids later on, mm -hmm. right? So again, that's always going to give you a slightly different trajectory, but you're still working on something. Like your goal will never really end. You can always be the best ability that you can, best person that you could be for your kids. And you can yeah. achieve that through fitness. I, I want to uh, correct what you said because yeah. uh, now that I'm just kind of like thinking about it. I, for me personally, it has nothing to do with me being like old and being there for my kids or something like that for yeah. health. For me is like to be uh, the strong kind of like father. Domineering father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, uh, yeah, like um, the, the, the jack dad. Yeah, I guess you have to have like, it you have like twin girls. The, you're, yeah, with, yeah, especially with girls, but you're like there at the park and then it's like the the fit, like uh, the unfit like fat dad and you're like, yeah, that's my kids. Yeah. Took my biceps. <laughs> <laughs> All the boy future boyfriends are just afraid of you. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the ideal scenario for sure. That's true. Yeah, it has nothing to do with health. <laughs> I'm, I'm being completely honest. <laughs> hey, that's part of your mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so next, uh, next point we have here, and uh, this also kind of goes off the next point, is uh, focusing on sleep. And that's, I think, uh, as you kind of uh, progress in fitness, you start to realize just how important sleep is. And you're like, how do I fit sleep in all of these other things? When I was used to be like getting like five to six hours of sleep, how do I add in like an extra two to three hours of sleep? Because even though sleep is basically you doing nothing, it is so important to add that in. And you have to like take away from your day in order to add it in. It's like uh, earlier before uh, you we came downstairs to do the podcast, we were talking with my wife and we were just saying like how we don't have time to watch uh, movies anymore. Like we might get like one or two days a week where we can like watch like part of a movie or like a episode of uh, some kind of show or something like that. And uh, it's because we value the sleep that much. Like we're not going to say like, oh, uh, we're going to spend like a couple hours watching movies every single day because we have to go to bed. Yeah, like the sleep is that valuable. Like I could just sleep for like six hours a day and then add that movie time in, but I don't. Yeah. And I think we are going to rename our podcast to Vancouver Sleep Podcast. Vancouver Sleep we talk podcast. about it so much, but it's that important. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because when I was younger, again, you think that you're just going to get as much out of the gym the more time you spend there and the more you work out. And like, it's the things that you do while you're awake, it's that's going to propel you. Yes. But to a certain extent, it's like you also need to recover, recharge by sleeping to get the full reap of those benefits. I think uh, for sure there's some kind of metabolic things that uh, like sleep helps you with. Oh, 100%. Like 100%. I'm not, I haven't read very many of the studies for like metabolism necessarily. Um, but uh, but yeah. you know different hormones are controlled by sleep, like leptin and ghrelin. Those yeah, are the which ones make you hungrier, full. Yeah, so I know for sure, but then uh, that's like, uh, that doesn't have to do with your metabolism necessarily, right? 
Well, it'll cause you to eat more or eat less, yeah, yeah. right? And that is a big part for some people, right? If they're having a really hard time controlling how much what, how much they binge or not, right? Getting proper adequate sleep is going to help level that out. But like bringing it back to fitness and working out, it's like you're breaking yourself down. And when you're actually getting the most gains and benefits out of it is building yourself back up. And the main point to doing that is sleep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think uh, like uh, the point that I was trying to make was, so a lot of our clients that kind of like struggle the most with the nutrition program are the ones that their sleep is not only like getting like five, six hours per day, but also like swinging up and down like randomly throughout the week. So you'll have like one day with five hours and the next day, like nine hours. You're like, what? Like how could, wh- why? <laughs> What's the point of that? It's just the weekend, man. It's the long weekend. Holiday. <laughs> yeah. just, but even throughout little... the week, I see it like on their yeah. chart. It's like one day they're sleeping five hours and the next day they're sleeping nine on a Wednesday. It's like, what? Well, why'd you, like, why can't you just sleep that nine every day? Yeah. It's just, you got to catch up on Netflix. Yeah. I th- I'm a hundred percent sure that's what it is. It's staying up late, like doing things that are just not actually benefiting you at all. And uh, like, I think in the podcast with Tanessa, she talks about, it's like, how, how's that working out for you? Our favorite thing to say. Like, how's that working out for you? Like, are like, because you're trying to wind down and stay up late doing all these like random things, is it actually benefiting you at all whatsoever? Like, what are you getting out of it? And the answer is usually if the person's being honest that they're not getting anything out of it because the next day they're feeling tired and then it goes on to the next day. And then like, like, because they're feeling tired, they feel like they need to wind down. So then they're watching TV again, staying up late when actually it's like, I should just go to bed. Yeah. They're like, why do I have all this built up anxiety? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it calms down when I watch Ozark and I get slightly stressed from watching J- Jason Bateman try to dig his family out of a cartel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing too. Like you're 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 spending your uh, last waking hours when you should be winding down. Yeah. You're like spending it getting uh, heightened. Yeah. Through dramas. And, yeah, 100%. We're watching that new show, that new movie 13, like we were telling you. Yeah. And it's like these guys like traveling through caves and like really dark and stuff. It's really hard to watch. Right. Yeah, because uh, you're just feeling like you're like... <sighs> yeah, you're on edge the entire time. Yeah. And then you shut it off and you're like, all right, go no, to bed. I'm go to bed now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas like humans, prehistoric humans would have like never experienced anything like that. No, not unless you're like being attacked by a tiger and like... In the, the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. And then you're, you're for that, like it's a... And then you're up the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, this thing might come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... The last point here is uh, eating more, not less. The goal, the ultimate goal should be to eat as much as possible while like maintaining your weight. And let's clarify this. This is for people who are trying to get to a maintenance. This is for people who are trying to lose weight and for people who are trying to gain weight. Yeah. There might be periods where you're eating less, but the goal is, the ultimate goal is to try to eat more at the end. And it's something that like, I swear I never see anyone talking about in the fitness industry and the nutrition no one ever talks about eating more why it's so weird i see it every once in a while like eating but like it it almost seems like um like when you're seeing those people like who are eating who are promoting it like it's like they're not telling you how or anything like that they're just saying like look how much i eat well they're trying to get you to start start their like 12 week program that's going <laughs> to end at the end of 12 weeks yeah right and they just make the quick buck off them. But 
for our program, it's like that 12 weeks is just a kickstart into the rest of your life, which brings it back to our earlier point. You know, with us, like you don't even have to join our program. You really don't. Just listen to our podcast and we'll tell you exactly how to fix your metabolism and eat more. Yeah. <laughs> like, just do what we're telling you to do. You can just listen to this podcast where there's plenty of episodes where we talk about fixing your metabolism. Yeah, you have the method. Yeah. So all you have to do is just watch and just do it. It's the exact same thing that we teach our clients. Yeah, but the goal at the end of any nutrition program should be able to eat more and not gain that weight back. Yeah, 100%. Right? And it's like, if you just think about it logically, input, you get the energy, and then you get more output. Mm -hmm. Especially if you want to get better results in the gym, you need that input. If you just like continually just cut it out, cut it out, cut it out, then you're not going to have the energy to do the things in the gym or you're not going to be able to do the things outside of the gym too. You know, uh, just uh, kind of like randomly popped into my head. Uh, so I just saw this recently posted on social media where the the Twinkie diet. Twinkie diet? Yeah. Have you ever heard of this? I've kind of roughly. Where it's like uh, he restricted his calories and he only ate Twinkies. I think it like, I think almost 100% of his diet was Twinkies. Jeez. And uh, he ended up losing like 20 pounds or something like that and like fixing his cholesterol issues and stuff like high, his high blood pressure. So what he what he proved, it was just one guy, it wasn't like really a good study, but he did prove that like the most important thing is actually uh, weight loss. But the thing is, the, th the thing that it doesn't talk about is like what happens after the caloric restriction stops. Yeah. It's like, boom, re eats regular food, had all these weird symptoms from only eating Twinkies. <laughs> and like, he's like starving and like he's addicted to now just like, like, uh, high fructose corn syrup and like he, he's just like eating as much as possible like just junk just all those preservatives that's, happens, that's right? inside of it it's like man don't those things like last through like earthquakes and like yeah nuclear power outs and stuff yeah yeah i'm sure there's a simpsons episode right yeah yeah he's but, just glowing yeah, so in the dark now it's like uh you never actually focused on like fixing the person's metabolism which is like the most important thing like all you did was just restri restrict the calories which is what everybody else does all they do is restrict 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 versus it's like restrict and build restrict and build like keep going up and up and up and up and that's why we like uh a lot of people like they they are worried about our way of doing things and they'll say like oh why are you dropping the calories down so low like so soon but uh it's because we're building back up and then what we do is like we separate your fat loss phases sometimes into like two to three phases if you need it and then so actually if you look at it on like a uh on a longer term scale it shows that our clients have been eating more calories over time as opposed to somebody who's restricting who keeps restricting further and further just to lose the weight to get to their goal. Does that make sense? No, totally. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, sure. They might be eating very low for this specific month, but then throughout the entire year, they're eating a lot more than somebody who's just restricting. Yeah. Or even when they first come to us, we're trying to see like how much they can possibly start eating without gaining weight. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll have some clients that come to us and because their diet is all over the place, they're eating 500 calories one day and then they're going up to like 1600 calories another day back down to 1200 1100 1400 when you're able to give a consistent basis and slowly build it up you're like wow you can actually eat 1700 calories on the regular have more energy to do your workouts have more energy to do your work have more energy to do uh time with your family and then when we cut you from there and build you back up you're like you've lost all that weight and you're eating the most you've ever eaten ever in your life yeah 
And uh, th- that's kind of like a, when clients usually start with us, they actually already start right away in a fat loss phase without even realizing it because they started a new program. They're kind of restricting things, even though we're telling them not to restrict anything. We're like, eat the exact same way that you're eating, just track it. <laughs> that's literally what we tell people. Um, obviously, don't stuff yourself, just don't starve yourself kind of thing. But like, uh, yeah, like just eat how you normally eat. And uh, people like lose weight right away. And that's why we're trying to like build them up as they're like just starting our program. Yeah, especially like, you know, what also blows my mind is like, um, how like some guys, men who are like over 200 pounds join the program, and they're eating like 1500 calories. Yeah, that blows my mind. Yeah. And that's how much they normally eat. And And it's like, I like whenever you have the conversation with them, the tough conversation with them, you're like, I don't, I have no idea how to say what I'm saying right now without sounding like super offensive or like, it's like you're eating as much as our female clients. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, don't you want to eat more than that? Yeah. And the answer is always like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And usually uh, those same people, it's like uh, the reason why their metabolism is so damaged is because of like the way that they're eating, not necessarily the calories that they're eating. But uh, the way that they're eating. So, for example, like they'll wake up, they'll skip breakfast for for uh, for they'll have like a coffee with uh, like a little bit of something inside, and then they'll have like just pure like just sugar <laughs> for lunch. Like they'll have like a, a donut or something from Starbucks for lunch, and then they'll wait until dinner, and then they'll have like maybe a thousand calories for dinner. They'll have like a fairly decent sized dinner, but then that's all they eat. And it's just like uh, the dinner is not really good either. It's usually like some kind of like ordered in food, like low protein, super high fat, super high carb. And then your body just like uh, begins to just shut down. <laughs> and then on top of that, you go out on the weekend, you drink like eight eight beers yeah. on top of that, which you would normally eat and even more because you're a little bit drunk and you want to eat more. And then the next day you don't move. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, it, it's not just calories. It's like your whole lifestyle. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it's just uh, respecting the fact that uh, it's uh, it's not just calories in, calories out. Yeah, but it is day. nice to know that the possibility is out there that you can eat more. Yeah, for sure. And that's should be that's the point of this. That's the ultimate goal: eat as much as possible while maintaining weight. That's the goal. But uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this podcast. So yeah, if you're still around. We'd appreciate it if you give us a follow on social media. My uh, Instagram handle is Coach Kraken and uh, Brandon's is B9 underscore KT. And uh, follow us Kraken Training as well on Instagram. And uh, if you like the podcast, subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one.